How's about we write some more stories? How's about we tell some more tales? Gather round the fire, maybe read for just a while, and we'll listen to the stories unveiled. Oh, we'll see if we succeeded writing stories no one needed from suggestions that you shared. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the campfire. It has certainly been a minute, and I myself am so glad to be warm and cozy around the S'more Stories fire as we barrel straight towards Christmas and probably colder weather, so I encourage you to join me in my coziness. Grab a blanket, perhaps even a Snuggie if you so choose, as we dive into this very special episode. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, stay safe. However, if you're rich and you got seat warmers, Fire those bad boys up. Now, despite not having a new episode for a few weeks, maybe even a month or two, you might assume that I've been in some deep, dark depression hole or something. And while I wouldn't necessarily argue that's a pretty good guess, it's been quite the opposite, in fact. Big life news. Uh, As of a few weeks ago, your wonderful host, me, is now engaged to the equally wonderful, more wonderful, uh, designer of this podcast and occasional guest, Brittany Wyland. That's right, haters. Your favorite couple just got even cuter. We've had an exciting couple weeks of realizing that people do actually care about us, and we're looking forward to jumping into the real planning in January. Now, in response to the literally hundreds of people asking immediately what the wedding date is, we do not know yet. It is very fresh and new, so stop asking. Also, you're all invited. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, you're all invited. Just don't tell Brittany. We love you all very much. We're hard at work on the next issue of Mishmash as well. We can't wait to get that out to everyone early next year sometime. It's it's going to be killer. Okay, enough with the housekeeping. On to the actual episode. You'll notice that we don't have a guest here on this particular episode, and it's not a story spotlight episode either, although I need to do more of those. They're super fun. No, this bite-sized episode is about the big thing that had been taking up a majority of my November. National Novel Writing Month, or... NaNoWriMo for short, which is uh, which is very fun to say, I've realized, after having to explain what it is to a bunch of people and feeling very silly every single time. Uh, National Novel Writing Month is a writing challenge, simply put, where the goal is generally this. Try and write 50,000 words of one specific project during the month of November. And of course, there are endless variations on this. You can kind of do whatever you want, really, since it's all about just setting a goal and trying to stick with it all month. The 50,000 words thing is just the generic goal. <laughs> and I'm nothing if not generic. Uh, I should say, I've written a lot this year. I've, I haven't done a great job of record keeping, but between the many s'more stories, various shorts, and D&D campaigns I've worked on, I've, I've stayed pretty busy. But what I was really lacking all year, however, was a longer project, something more than just a short story or a flash fiction to really dig into. The trouble was, I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> sure, I've, I've written a book already that I keep mentioning on this podcast, Kill Collins, go buy it at our Kofi page in the show notes, but that was mostly during the pandemic when I had a lot more time on my hands. How the hell do people write a book in normal times? This was the exact question I've been asking myself for a couple years now. I had no idea how to recreate that Kill Collins process without the benefit of another world-stopping pandemic. 
So I'd had an idea for this next book I was kind of noodling with all year, but never quite making any progress with, which was really frustrating. I just couldn't figure out how to make headway in it, so I decided to participate in this NaNoWriMo challenge and try to force the momentum for this project and really see if it was something worth diving into. 50,000 words comes out to right around 1.7,000 words a day, and there's only one way that any person is going to be able to hit those goals. Want to guess what that thing is? I'll give you a second to think. It's, <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh, you have to write. You just have to write. I learned that early on in the month when I realized just how much time that was going to take each day. I started waking up early a couple times each week just to get a few words in before my workday started. Now, to put that in context, I don't think I've ever woken up early for anything if I didn't absolutely have to. I'm a night owl through and through. But I knew that if I was going to be able to do this, I had to take advantage of my mornings too, not just my nights. I couldn't waste time thinking about writing. I just had to write. Don't look back only push forward. That was my thought process the entire time, and in fact, I never went back to read a single word that I'd written each day. I still haven't, believe it or not. I had to force myself to realize that this first draft will never be perfect, and that's how it's supposed to be. I started learning a lot about myself in those early days, like, for example, I realized that I have to write to find the story, which sounds really silly. I get it. <laughs> I should know where it's going to go, right? How a story is going to end. Not my dumb brain. No, I have to write out what the characters are doing and figure it out for myself. Then, once it's done, I can go back and try to make those connections I missed the first time around and cut out all the stuff that doesn't need to be there. Next year, one of my goals for sure is to get better at outlining so I have a better idea of what a story I'm writing is going to look like. But, during November and this writing challenge, it's all about just getting the words out there. So this idea I'd been noodling with became so much more fleshed out in my mind because I let it flow onto the page. Sure, there are parts that will never see the light of day in later drafts, but it was still essential and really helpful for me to write them. I've mentioned this term on previous episodes with guests, but word vomit is a learned skill, I'm realizing. <laughs> You gotta shut off your editor side for a while and let the creative side flow first. I believe recent guest Evan Bivens said something along those lines and it's stuck with me ever since. I genuinely think that helped me get through this challenge, so thanks, Evan, for the words of wisdom. If it sounds like this was easy, let me tell you, for those first couple days, it felt easy. <laughs> it felt really easy. <laughs> I was surprising myself every day that I hit my word count because I, I genuinely didn't think I had it in me. So just being able to fill pages felt amazing and exciting to me, and I found myself looking forward to writing more and more. Then, a couple weeks in, life kicked back in, and I realized the world does not revolve around my novel writing. Who would have guessed? <laughs> I have other responsibilities, a job, a wonderful partner, now fiancé, exercise, eating well, a birthday, friends, family, etc. Life uh, finds a way. Goldblum said it best. Eventually... Inevitably, really, a day came where I didn't hit my daily goal somewhere in the middle of the month, but because I'd been on such a tear early on, it helped lessen the blow to my word count. The blow to my confidence, however, was a bit harder to take. After all the successes of those early weeks, doubt and anxiety began to creep back in, as they always do. Why was I even doing this challenge? Did anybody care? Was this story any good? Am I a bad writer? All the typical questions that a writer faces, no matter what, it turns out, they're, they're always going to be there. The trick is, well, there is no trick. It's hard. 
Everyone deals with anxiety differently. For me, the more I wrote these characters I'd created, the more ownership I began to feel about both them and the story. So figuring out what the hell was going to happen to these characters I cared so much about helped me push through those dumb questions. Who cares if this story isn't good yet? Who else is going to write it? The answer, ultimately, is nobody. It's got to be us. We got to write the stories in our own heads. And once again, <laughs> the shining solution reveals itself. Just write. Put words onto a page. Figure out how to not care if they're good and then write some more words. A story will form. It always does. Did I say good story? No, I didn't because I don't care about good this early. Just find the story. Good can always come later. So yeah, I pushed through, kicking my own ass into high gear, and genuinely, I found myself writing more and more in each session and also enjoying it more and more. I looked forward to the writing process for the first time in a long time. A big part of that was leaving the apartment to go write as often as I could. Changing that environment really helped me find that flow state more often than I could find at home. As much as I love our cats, their often admittedly cute distractions make for a less streamlined writing experience, so I used other places to get back into that groove after a few rocky days. For me, Switchyards was mainly that place. If, if you're in Atlanta, check it out. Lots of locations, open 24-7, can't recommend them enough. Getting out of my own head, both metaphorically and physically, helped me get the words flowing again. So much so that I hit my goal of 50,000 words on November 25th, nearly a week early. Knowing what I knew in my head, which was that the story was far from finished plot-wise, it nearly felt like a hollow victory. But what I realized, staring at my screen in that switch yards, was that I was excited to keep telling this story, to keep digging until I found the treasure buried somewhere inside. And to put it in perspective, uh, 50,000 words, uh, for me personally, came out to a little over 100 pages. It's, it's, it's different for everybody based on how they format, of course, their pages, but I know I had never really thought in, in terms of word count before November, so page count, I know, can help visualize that as well. 100 pages is also a lot. But on that day in Switchyards, when I finished, I gave myself a break from this story. I had hit the goal that I thought was unattainable, which felt incredible. But to do so, in order to hit that goal, I had to give myself creative tunnel vision. I literally couldn't work on anything <laughs> all month, nothing else. No s'more stories, no D&D stuff, no podcasting. And so I really wanted to give my brain a break from this story I'd grown to love, knowing that I would be back very, very soon. And I think that's what's most exciting, is knowing that I'm going into this new year with a project, something I can keep the momentum going on throughout the year and hopefully finish. This is going to sound crazy, but even if not a single other person reads this story and I never figure out how to tell it, I'll still be so happy that I let myself try National Novel Writing Month, or yes, NaNoWriMo. Just the act of completing a goal like this is going to stick with me for years and help me push through some of those dumb anxiety questions when they inevitably pop up in the future. And they will. I'm counting on it. You might be wondering why I'm making this episode. Sure, I haven't recorded in a second, and maybe I just missed hearing myself talk completely kidding. Even after all these episodes, I, I still don't like my voice. <laughs> Since that's not the reason, let's assume I wanted to further preach the good news of s'more stories. It's a simple gospel. Everyone has a story to tell, so why not tell it? Even better, why not come on to s'more stories and tell it? I'd love to have you, and I promise the campfire is a creatively safe environment. 
I kid, I kid. The real reason I wanted to make this episode was simply to encourage everyone. If you're not a writer, then just the act of setting a goal and committing to it is the lesson here. If you are a writer, try setting a word count for yourself and seeing if you can hit it. Start small. Don't start at 50,000 words. You don't have to. The typical guideline for a s'more story is around 1,000 words. You can do that. No problem. Trust me, I've done a bunch. <laughs> Maybe you need a topic to push you forward. Let me know. I've got a treasure trove of them waiting to be written about. Okay, I wasn't actually kidding before. I do want you on s'more stories, whoever you are. If you're a writer or someone even vaguely interested in storytelling, let me know, please. I want to keep this momentum going all next year and put out even more episodes with all of you. Doing this podcast has been an absolute blast so far, and we're building a community of awesomely talented people that is open to anyone and everyone. Consider this an open casting call for 2024. If you like stories or writing, even if you've never written, I want to talk about it. I'm finally realizing how fun writing is, and I just want to share that with everyone. I already can't wait to set some more goals for myself next year, the biggest one being finishing this damn story. <laughs> and as a reward for listening to me talk this much, I'll tell you the title of my story, just as a little treat. The Resurrection Boys is coming sometime in 2024. And it's kind of like the Newsies meets Hellboy. Okay, that's all you get for now, you freaks. As always, it's been so nice chatting around the campfire with you all, but... I think it's time to head back into the real world, unfortunately. We'll chat again soon, though. I promise. Thanks for being a part of this. And stay toasty out there. <laughs>